You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Let's do this. It's a Wednesday. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Powered by mortgagestogo.ca. Always the lowest interest rates in Canada since 2004. Visit mortgagestogo.ca. Guess what? Another ca- another chicken one. butt. Oh oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't know eight year old Maddie was sitting in on the show today. Got you, bud. Guess what? Chicken butt. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you woke up and took your big fill of Tanafil, Tanafin this morning. Tanafil. Tanafil. It's the knockoff. Yeah, it's it's the it's the, it's the knockoff version. <laughs> Why would you pay full price for Tanafin when you can get Tanafil? Yeah, compliment brand. Wow. Um, Flames with a 4-2 win last night over the LA Kings. Hit it. Turn it up. Mmm. Woo-woo. Like, again, we, we're we just beating this dead horse every day of boat. Where are they going to get traded? <laughs> problem with this Flames team is they're damn likable. Yeah. Like, that's the problem. It's easy to tear down a team you don't like. Like, mm-hmm. if this was happening last season, you'd be like, okay, yeah. See ya. This all of ya. All of ya. Bye. I, I hate this. Like, blow it up. I hate this. Yeah. And they were all saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, everyone hates this. That's the problem with this team. They're likable. People are rooting for them. Tanev knows he's gone, and he's still blocking shots in the dying seconds of games for this team to win hockey games. Jacob Markstrom's awesome again. Mm-hmm. Bob's your uncle. 4-2 Flames with a fourth consecutive win. And now they're heading into the electric factory that is going to be Saturday night's game in the Kippersoff retirement against Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. I uh, I looked at the standings this morning and yeah. uh, noticed something. Mm-hmm. What's that? <laughs> this is what I noticed. I, again, this is very like Calgary hot takey. Mm-hmm. But this is what I noticed. Mm-hmm. The f- and I know they have three games in hand. Yeah. The Flames are only seven points back of the Oilers. I'm just, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> That's where you... Mm. I'm just saying. All right. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. You're yeah. not saying, but if right. you were to say it... Okay, so a team that won 16 games in a row, mm-hmm. the Flames are only seven points back of them. Yeah, they haven't been very good since. They're what four, five, and one since after that loss to the Flames but back that, on Saturday. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like you think 16 game winning streak. They're you know 15 points up on the Flames. Maybe 500 after that win against the Kings on Monday, but nevertheless. Yeah, no sir, mm. not at all. Yeah, I thought that they would make up a lot more ground on the Canucks after that winning streak, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. went back and looked at it. It was a 16 game win streak, and I think they had a two point edge that they had gained on the Canucks when it was all said and done. That's not very much at all. They have so they have five games on hand on the Canucks. How's that possible do? at this point of the NHL? You get to the point of the season when if you have five games in hand, that's not a good thing. No, you're right, because it's harder to win games now than it is in November. Well, and you're going to be playing a bunch of back-to-backs. Yeah. Everyone has the same amount of time left in the season. You have right. significantly more games. That is a good point, Matty, because usually we don't talk about that and Every per, every player who's ever played in the league, everyone says this time of year, just things start to ramp up. 
And you're right. They have 82, right? Yeah. Five games in hand on the Vancouver Canucks, but all of a sudden another win, another one, another one for the Calgary flames, uh, five points out of a playoff spot, but trailing both the Kings and the Predators, uh, they both have 60 at Calgary with 63. Calgary plays 59, Nashville 60, the Kings 58. And again, uh, another rock-solid top-to-bottom effort for the Calgary Flames, doing what they do, using their depth. Still haven't lost a game with Jacob Pelche fully healthy. Yeah, I saw that tweet from Julian last night. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, he's right. And of course, the French guy... You know, sticking up for the fresh guy because Jacob Pelche is the key to the Flames not losing a game the rest of the season he if he of, stays healthy. A couple of good chances yesterday. Yeah, he did. Um, again, another win. They really miss Kuzmenko last that night. Fourth line looks good. Yeah, it does. All of a sudden, and you know why? Because my man Walker Dewar is finally using his legs again. <laughs> finally. Yeah, he is. He's, he's finally flying, skating he's, out he's there, flying out there. He is. Yeah, he like is. you knew that he could, and he. You're he, like, where's this been all season? He just looked. Yeah. A little bit like he didn't have it. Like, he didn't necessarily... He didn't look like he felt like he had it, you yeah. know? Confidence is key. I don't know where he got it, because yeah. I don't know if there was well, any any huge run of play where he was scoring a bunch of goals or anything, but I don't think, I don't it just think... got Rooney and Pelche back, and that seemed to be the one. Well, that that's the thing. I don't think it's any coincidence that Rooney's been a massive part of that resurgence mm. on the fourth line. And, again, what did the Flames do last night? Roll the lines, and then won that game... Um, Another win, Cam Talbot. Uh, I, a couple of those goals last night. I I can't wait to ask our big show Flames analyst, Mister Brent Cron, mm-hmm. coming up in studio at eight o'clock. Uh, by the way, we got uh, Nick Kiprios coming on. Uh, get his thoughts on the upcoming trade deadline. Uh, we have Brent Cron in studio, and then a guy who's a two-time uh, Olympic gold medalist, Stanley Cup champion, Ryan Getzlaff is going to join us. It's yeah, not it's bad. Right. He he had a. He's had a couple games against Mika Kiprasov in his career. A couple times he saw that guy. Yeah, once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Just the bane of my existence yeah. for like a lot of my formative years, for sure. Uh, obviously, a, a member of the Calgary Hitman, good Saskatchewan boy. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this chat because yeah. he's apparently looking to do a little bit more. I don't know what you want to call it, media. Well, now that, that he's done his career, like I was going to say analyst, but yeah. uh, I was yeah. going to say analyst, but media just feels safer just because it's probably just going to be a podcast or something like that, I sure. imagine. But nevertheless, looking to try and get into a little bit more of this stuff and always felt like he had a, a personality that was, yeah. Um, I always loved the videos that Anaheim would put out when like Trevor Zegers was getting there and he was doing some of his young kid stuff. And you'd see Getzlaff like walking down the hall and see some of it and be like, yeah, I don't know. I think it might be time to hang it up. All right, this this might have passed me by. No, I um, you know how I uh, I think of uh, questions to kind of you know I like to loosen up the guest a little bit. It's a mm-hmm. little interview thing. You loosen up the guest, you make them all you know comfortable. And the one thing I wanted to lead with Ryan Getzlaff, and I want to ask you guys whether or not it's a good idea. Right away, I was going to say, hey. When's season two of Kess's house coming out? <laughs> Kess's house. Yeah. Hmm. How like, has yeah. he been to Kess's house? Was it cool? That was uh that was us, wasn't it? That it was, was a Sportsnet us. thing. That's what I'm asking. Is yeah. there a season two of Kess's house? And would Ryan Getzlaff be interested in watching that? I think that's how stupid I am. I think that's a good one to start with. Like asking a guy whose resume is impeccable, you know. No, but that's a good question to to wade in because you're going to get 
I thought so. That's why I'm asking. I feel like he's going to take a run at Ryan Kessler. Okay. I feel like it could probably, be good. Yeah. Um, so we have uh, Brent Cron in studio. Uh, Ryan Kessler is going to join us on the phone. Ryan Getzlaff. Sorry, Ryan Getzlaff. What did I say? Ryan Kessler? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, well then we can point blank ask him what's another season of Getzlaff's coming. Nick Kiprios at 7.30. Uh, we'll do our lock of the day. And also, um, there is a box of Dunkaroos in here mm-hmm. yep. that um, Mr. Brent Cron can review. He has no idea we're doing this, probably. Or he might. We was listening yesterday. Okay, so then he knows he's going to review Dunkaroos. So stay tuned for that. That's the original flavor. That's the vanilla with uh, birthday cake sprinkles in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Oh, that's your favorite? Is that why you got that it's one? the goaded flavor, I'd say. There's only that or chocolate, and chocolate was no good. <laughs> okay. That's a good point. All right. So it's just essentially he's going to eat icing live on the air. Well, a I think component. he'll appreciate it. It'll be better okay. than the chicken wings. Okay. Well, he does slather it in hot wing sauce. It's mm-hmm. very sweaty. Yeah, he does. Um, by the way, um, I think. Oh no, I'm not even going to say the next date of Flames Hot Seat because we're just going to. Well, let's not. It's going it. to happen next month. Yeah, it's after coming. the trade deadline. It's coming. It's going to happen after the trade deadline. All right, uh, Flames with a big four-two win last night over the L.A. Kings. Uh, I like to see Michael Backlund scoring that empty netter too. Like to see him get on the score sheet and Blake Coleman again. Like, you know, what I was thinking about with Michael Backlund yesterday. What's that? Was the way that this penalty kill has not dropped off since they traded a Elias Lindholm. Mm-hmm. And I was, I wouldn't say worried, but uh, I was intrigued by what was going to happen to the power play after he left because that Backlund and Lindholm tandem had been so good for so long. Yeah. And the PK came up huge for them yesterday. You had three penalties that you probably didn't love some of them. Yeah. The Pahal trip one's a tough one or yeah. a tough one. But they went out there and they did a great job killing it off. And Backlund's a huge part of that. And just and he created off ET of, was in the in the king zone there a couple times. Just a credit to him, right? Because yeah. since he since Lindholm's been gone, mm-hmm. he's been with Kevin Rooney there. And as much as Rooney's been good in in his role, what he's been doing since he's returned from his injury, yeah. Just knowing what we saw from him last year, I don't think I expected him to a have this type of impact on a fourth line and B be able to kind of hold hands with Michael Backlund out there as top as the, at the top of the PK and be able to really do some good work. So that that's, that was the biggest thing that I was kind of thinking about with Michael Backlund yesterday. I, I was struggling with this, thinking about this this morning. How many of our listeners right now, are starting to, and we've done this before, but like how many are really starting to believe this team might eke itself into the playoffs? Like there is the dream scenario, you know, where you have your cake and eat it too, where you trade these big time assets that you have and then somehow sneak into the playoffs. But of course, I don't know a team that can make the playoffs after deleting its number one pair. Like, that's obviously a massive mountain to climb, and I understand all of that. But uh, the Ford group's starting to find some chemistry. Kadri's play has obviously been a lot better. Huberto's woken up here. I thought Sharon Govich played his best game in a long time last night. He was very noticeable. The goal was beauty with that release. A little tough on the second goal for L.A. Yeah. But, yeah. I thought he played one of his better games recently that we've seen. Dryden Hunt's fitting in right fine that's on that boy, line. That's your boy, Dryden Hunt. Man, that's a great chip to Sharon Govich on the game winner. Yeah. That's a smart play. 
That's a that's a deft play to get that puck out of your zone A and B to, to hit your center in stride. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible gap by Jordan Spence, especially sure. when you know the Sharon Govich like that's kind of his money, right? Like speed through the neutral zone, load up a wrist shot and pick a corner. Like we've seen him do that what four or five times this year? Yeah. I uh I want to ask uh, Cron about that goal and the one in the Dino goal that opened the scoring. Did that tip Anderson's stick? Because that's a goal usually Markstrom just doesn't let in. But it maybe just took that slight deflection off Anderson's stick. And maybe that's what kind of fooled him. Because generally, like, he doesn't let those in from there. No. It was a great shot. Like, it was a bullet. It was in the top corner. I get it. But <laughs> Philip Deneau is not known for having a laser beam of a shot. Oh, got a hold of that one. No, though. he did. No, he did. But I'm just saying, like, did it tip? Like, I want to get Kron's thoughts on that first I just, goal. I'm, I'm intrigued by that style of goal because it's similar to Sharon Govich just the shot is different right yeah. it's speed through the neutral zone the goaltender is moving from his left to his right and the puck goes back across the seam across the grain yep but it's a slap shot and a we don't see them that much off the rush anymore boy do I still love it oh yeah and then he, he's got speed too right and if that goes off Anderson's stick which you kind of have to assume it did a little bit. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one to stop. So, again, struggling with this this morning, I'm like, huh? usually the text line is very cynical about this team getting into the playoffs. Yeah. There's a ton of cynicism out there. Mm-hmm. But you watched that game last night against a Kings team that's been playing some good hockey lately since the coaching change. They're a team that it's pretty deep. And uh, I thought the uh, thought the Flames did a great job of kind of taking that game over in the second and third period after a very low event. I don't know if they took the game over, but after that first low event first period, I thought that the Flames did a good job of using their legs and taking advantage of the Kings playing that back end of a back-to-back. But when it comes to a playoff spot now, how many fans are starting to believe? Like, are are you guys starting to believe and potentially in the playoffs, Patrick, do, do you think this team can squeeze into the playoffs here? No. You're you're still that confident? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you, like you said, you delete we you delete Tan, uh, Tanev and Hannafin from this team. Who is your most defensive defenseman you have? Your best defensive defenseman. It ain't Uyghur and Anderson. Like, they're they are as good as they can be as, as defenseman defensive, but they're more yeah. the offensive side of things. Sure. I don't know. You delete those two, it's just, it's going to be bad. Yeah, that pass Hannafin gave Manjapani on that breakaway. That's good. That's a good pass. And that was a beautiful move. It is 400th career game, which all of a sudden is a milestone, but it is, I guess. So he scored a beautiful goal. What do you mean? Every time someone hits 100, you congratulate them. Okay. It's just 400 seems like an... He's also a six-round pick. Like... Okay. Throw a little respect on him. I'm, okay. I'm, not, like, I'm not disrespecting. How many active players were drafted in the sixth round have played 400 games? Guess. Ooh. Three. 13. Oh, okay. Wow, it was really low. Thir- that many? 13? You said three after just ripping on him for having 406. I'm just saying we... You, you, yeah, you kind of did. I didn't by rip saying, on uh... I'm just saying, like, what my, like 500, you know, 1,000, 400, 600, 700, like it's... 
it's great. As I'm not saying I'm not I'm not I'm not disparaging it. It sounded like you were. I wasn't. It sounded like you were. How many of our listeners think this team can actually get into the playoffs? And to your point about deleting the number one pair, obviously we all agree, and we're not stupid how where this is headed. But can they keep this thing together with like duct tape and like glue sticks for 23 games and good vibes? Yeah. Like, here's the thing. If you delete the second pair, I totally agree with you. But, A, it depends on which roster player you're getting back. Yeah, maybe they get some help on the blue line, Patrick. Maybe well, they get a young possible. defenseman. I, it's not going to be someone who's the caliber of Tanevin and, and Hannafin, but are you going to get I, someone I, who's an upgrade on a Gilbert or an Osterley? Perhaps. Might be a 6-7 trying to wake his way into the league. Okay, so I, this, I really don't think that Markstrom's getting dealt anymore. I, I'm glad you brought that up, because it's the point where I made weeks ago, and... I I think there's a scenario that if this team's close enough, because what did Francis tell us yesterday? Like, the general manager and the owner want to get into the playoffs here if they're that close. Do they do a small move at the deadline to acquire some help? Like, I, th- we've I think gone that's over, a possibility. We've gone over this, though. Yeah. I think that the hard part is the timing. I think that because not a lot of stuff has gotten done, yeah. that we might be going right down to the wire. Because, because they're, they're holding everything up. And there's a lot more names that are starting to come out of the woodwork now yep. that I just think it's going to be hard to subtract and add at mm. the same time. But l- let They've me already ask you this. dealt with two things, and they still have two huge things. Yeah. Do you now, like when I brought up that point weeks ago, I was like, oh, no, this is not about it. Do you think there's more of an opportunity that that happens now than it did two weeks ago? No. Still okay. no. I, I think there's I a just chance think the timing is hard. Like like they just do like a draft pick for a player. Or right. are you talking like a, a roster player back in the players no. that we expect? Well, like they're gonna use an asset for like a UFA defenseman. I could see something like that happening. Like a low pick. Because you're all gonna you're gonna stockpile and get this these beautiful, uh, beautiful meats and cheeses where these guys are gonna trade for. But I could see them trading maybe a fourth, a, uh, a fifth. For some help on like a like a Troy Stetcher kind of move we saw last year at the deadline. I could see them doing something like that. That's essentially what I'm getting at. And Stetch Dog was our favorite mm-hmm. when he played here because I thought he was really good in the little limited sample size. They should have gave him a video tribute when he was here. But that's another here nor there. But Stetch Dog, something like that to help this blue line to to eke it into the playoffs because I think maybe they and again I think owing. They owe it to him as maybe strong, but the way this team's playing, the way Jacob Marshall's playing, I think it would be very good experience for all those young guys to get into the playoffs and taste it. And that just, and that just furthers along their development. And I would not be surprised if they add a veteran type of defenseman. Maybe they get it via trade or maybe they go out there and do a separate move. But I think they, they will add potentially to this blue line if they need to, once they trade away their number one pair to see if they can get this thing together with 23 games to go. I just think if they were where Nashville is rather than chasing Nashville, maybe, and you've got three games before the deadline, so you're not going to get yourself into a playoff spot by then. You're five points back of LA and Nashville. You don't play either of those groups before the deadline. So even if you get six points, I'm willing to bet that one of them manages to rack up a single one before we hit the deadline. And and you're still going to be outside of the playoffs. So I'm, could it happen? Sure. I wouldn't love it, frankly. I would rather use that asset on something else because I think at that point, you just kind of ride or die. Dennis Gilbert and Jordan Osterley have been skating as the fourth pair for a long time, and it's starting to feel like they're just not getting sent down because they're being told, hey, just 
you got to be ready because yeah. we're just essentially going to knock off two and you guys are just going to get right in the lineup there. So, I like I said, I can see it. Do I expect it? Definitely not. Okay. It, it wouldn't make a whole ton of sense to me. Okay. Uh, we got lots to do. We got if Nashville had lost six instead and Flames were in a playoff spot, 100%. But they're not. They're still up. Um, what do you got coming up in the Rose Report? Look back at yesterday's game. We got all the highlights, all the clips. We got a uh, big slate of NHL action yesterday, too, with 12 games. Look back at Alec Manoa's first start. Uh, Kripes. Um, Cavalry. Patrick. Little uh, CONCACAF Champions Cup action. Yeah, they got a goal. That's all we wanted, That's right? All we wanted. That's all we wanted. We'll break that one down for you. Raptors back in action. Lots of stuff, George. I like it. Um, we'll do that. Brent Cron in studio. Ryan Getzlaff's going to join us at 8 o'clock. That's exciting. Cron's also going to review a Dunkaroo. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk to uh, Nick Kiprios coming up at 7.30 about the trade deadline. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. It's George. It's Matt. It's Patrick. It's GVP. Hey, Connor's here, too. So should, do a, should we do a read before Sub- we go yeah, to the break? Oh, yeah. Let's do what a do read. Think? They don't need one. I love There's read. no call for reads today. What? Really? Yeah. When does that oh. Sorry, What's Connor. Trade deadline. Wow. I know. I, I didn't see it in the... No, they're not in there. Sorry, Connor. I mean, we should, could read them if you want. we just do them anyways? We like, do. We, we should. Oh, yeah. We can do them anyways. good money on yeah, our do station. It. I feel like yeah. that's just a... Connor, you need the sheet? Someone forgot. Maybe they forgot. I don't think that's us. I think that's someone... I think it's a second floor person problem. I think that's a weird thing. Here you go, Connor. Yeah, let's just do it for the hell of it. Yeah. Because yeah. we got I'll good sponsors here. And we appreciate our sponsors. Yes. So yeah, we're going to give them a little extra the back and read it. Because here's the deal. If you can sponsor on Sports 960 The Fan, sometimes we'll give you exactly what you pay for. Sometimes we'll give you a little bit more. Yeah. Sports, See, I like that. Sports 960 NHL trade deadline coverage is brought to you by All Kinds Door Services Limited. Your go-to service company for the last 35 years. Offering 24-hour emergency service. For all your door repairs, anything that swings, slides, or rolls, visit allkindofdoorservices.com. Yeah, you kind of read that again. You switched it up a couple of times there. It was all kinds and then all kinda. All kind of It's doors. all kind. Just kind. All Boom! Kind Nailed it! Services Limited. Thank you. Thank You're you. the go to service company for the last 35 years. Yep. Offering 24 hour emergency service. For all your door repairs, anything that swings, slides, or rolls, mm-hmm. visit allkinddoorservices.com. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you. I don't know if you're allowed to read that around Brett Cron because he got upset he that you were mowing upset, his yes. lawn. He might come at you like grass. a spider monkey. <laughs> I've, I've focused on the other ones. Yeah. What are they? Four yeah. reads, I think. For the we have four great sponsors. Uh, yeah, but only uh, we're only reading two this week. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Rose report next. We get tight show. rules around here. Yes. You know, like we just we're just like flying into the break with so much momentum right now. It's the big show, Russick and Rose Sports Net nine sixty. The fan. It's the big show, Russick and Rose Sports Net nine sixty. The fan, powered by Mortgages to Go Always the lowest interest rates in Canada since two thousand four. Visit Mortgages to Go. .ca. 7.30, Nick Kiprio, Stanley Cup champion, the host of Real Kipper and Born on the Sportsnet Radio and Television Network. 8 o'clock, man, do we got an 8 o'clock for you. Brent Cron's going to taste Dunkaroos on the air and give us a review. Oh, and Ryan gets left. And our lock of the day. Getsy. Yeah, is, that, is that what you're going to call him? Getsy. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we'll see. 
Okay. See, see how the interview I goes. Think, I think Kron will be able to call him Getsy. But I, I think I'm, I think I'm going to start with Ryan. Mm. Yeah. Mr. Getzlaff. Mr. Getzlaff. Hello, Mr. Getzlaff. Uh, let's do the Rose Report, shall we? Flames win 4-2 last night. Another dub, four in a row. And now we all look towards the pomp and circumstance that mm. will be Saturday night's game yep. against Sidney Crosby and the Penguins mm-hmm. on the night that the number 34 will head to the rafters at Scotiabank Saddledome. The Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose. Good morning, friends. Flames and Kings yesterday was part of a 12-game sked leading way to just a couple of games tonight. Alec Manoa's spring got off to a rough start. Raptors play today. Hitman have a matinee game. Cavalry down in Orlando playing in CONCACAF Champions Cup action. We got lots of stuff. Damn straight we do. Flames taking on the Kings yesterday. Still no Andre Kuzmenko under the weather as per the team. Uh, Hunt got another spin on that line. Flames looking for a fourth straight win. Actually, David Pinota uh, reported he's got some sort of a virus that he's dealing with. I don't know. You can go check out Peg's tweets. Uh, before we get to the game, just a okay. little bit of reporting from our boy Patty Steinberg yesterday afternoon. Um, there's obviously been a little bit of hand-wringing as we get closer and closer to the deadline. March 8th, 1 o'clock, Mountain Time. And everything on Noah Hannafin that we're starting to hear from the insiders is maybe the market's not as flush as Robust. it once was appearing to be. Um, Patty had this to say to maybe uh, just quell some of the hand-wringing that's been going on. Craig Conroy has been putting too many hours and drinking too many coffees and losing too much sleep about this to not have a contingency plan B, C through Q for Friday, March 8th. I, I don't think there is any way he's going to Herm Edwards the clock. Like, he's he's <laughs> he, he, he's got... That's a great reference. I, I don't know where that came that was from. That's great. I just... He has got this... He's got that part on lock. They will not go past the deadline without contracts on this team or being traded. It is black or white. Just the last part that's the most important. Well, we 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 asked Eric Francis this. Is there a sliver of hope that Noah Hannafin resigns? Because man, he's playing good right now. And we've all been on the side of, yeah, resign this guy. He's part of the solution, not the problem when it comes to a quote retool of the Calgary Flames. And the way he's playing right now, my goodness. Noah, can you stay? Because, and and you know what it is too? Like, Mm -hmm. I know the salary cap's going up, Mm -hmm. but how much more money in that extra year the Flames are able to offer him? That's a big deal here. Like, yeah, but much... we don't know if it's a big deal to him. No, well, that's a great to, point, To too. you and I, it is, but we don't know if it's a big deal to him. Maybe it isn't. Maybe lifestyle's more important. Maybe, he want, well, if he goes to a Florida team, the money will work itself out because of the no-state tax. Yep. But can the Lightning afford to pay him what he wants? If he wants to go there, is he going to take that much of a haircut? It depends on what they want to do with Stamkos entirely. Right. A lot of the insiders are saying they essentially, if they would do it, they would have $11 million to split between Noah Hannafin and Steven Stamkos. So Stamkos would have to get like $4 million to stay. Simple. Okay. It's not that hard. But I'm just saying, is there a slip? I'm being a little facetious. I don't think he's going to stay for $4 million. You don't think so? I don't uh, think he's leaving Tampa. Hell no. $4 million, though? That's all they have room for if they take Hannafin. That's seven and a half. 
unless yeah. they start moving other pieces off, which they continue to do. But all of a sudden, the, the coffers are awfully empty. Sure. Mm. Uh, all right, let's get to the game. No scoring in the first. That, despite the Flames out shooting the Kings 10-3 and getting a couple of power plays. Second period, it was the Kings with a couple of power play opportunities. First, Zary for high sticking. Flames killed that off, no problem. Also killed off to second. But in between those, the Kings did get on the board. Flames and Kings still scoreless in game two of a four-game season series. And the good news is they've got three head-to-heads left. Here's Deneau with a shot off the post. He scores! Philip Dano with an 82.8 mile an hour slap shot off the far goal post and in. And despite being absolutely dominated in the first 32 minutes of this hockey game, the Kings strike first and take a one to nothing lead. You couldn't round up, Derek. No, I had to get the decimal. 88.2, is that what he said? Didn't say 88. 86.2? I thought he said 82 point. I don't know. How fast was that shot? Play that again. They've got three head-to-heads left. Here's Dano with a shot off the post. He scores. Philip Dano with an 82.8 mile an hour. Uh, 83. Just say 83. Just say 83. It's all good. That Alec Manoa (laughs) fastball was 82.8 miles an hour. (laughs) They don't read those in decimals. Like, again, I did it tip Anderson's stick. Did it slightly just maybe even take a little sauce off that thing, too, because... That's a that's a shot Mackenzie Weger will be proud of, eighty two point <laughs> eight miles an hour. So that thing did it tip Anderson's stick just a little bit and fool him, and maybe that's have. why I beat him, or because it wasn't that hard. Maybe that's why he waved at it. Well, maybe it was like six seconds off of a defensive zone faceoff for LA. Like it was basically textbook win the draw, move it left to right, yeah. up the boards through the neutral zone. Guy with speed, slap shot, beats a goalie. It was like five seconds after they won the defensive zone draw. They were pulling it out the back of their net, 200 feet away from where the faceoff just was. I also think that was probably a factor. But yeah, it probably went off Anderson's stick. Anyway, so Kings led 1-0. But one of the things this Flames team has started to do lately is when bad things start to happen to them, they've handled the momentum swings quite well. And within the minute... Hold on, here comes Marshapani breaking in. He takes, shoots, scores! What a goal by Andrew Majapati. He goes backhand to forehand and buries it. And in his 400th NHL game, he ties it at one. Yeah, it's a great feed from Noah Hannafin up to Majapati as well. Talbot bites harder than a trucker on a $2 steak. And 88 has his 12th just 48 seconds after the Kings goal. Markstrom also an apple. Now tied with Connor Brown for points. Sorry, I. How did that Look get in you. there? How did that get in there? <laughs> Look at you. Who wrote this? Hey. Who wrote this? Look at you. One-one after the man. You think it's healthy goal. for you to hate the Oilers like you do? I don't know. You think it's healthy? Is it healthy for me to get up at four thirty in the morning and no. yell into a Listen. microphone for no, no, three no. hours every morning? Probably not. No, no. We know this job <laughs> is shaving years off our lives. I'm, that's that's not. We're, I'm not disputing that point. I'm just saying, is it healthy for you to hate the Oilers as much as you? Listen, do? Listen, I'm a fundamentally flawed human. Okay. okay? This might be one of them. Or maybe it's a pro. It depends on how you want to look at it. To err is human, to forgive is divine. Is that the is that the saying? Flames could not hold the lead into oh, pardon me. Uh, about a minute later, the Flames would actually get the lead. How'd they get the lead? Here's Huberto back to the blue line to Tanev. Top of the near circle to Huberto. Shoots. It's not rebound. They score. Blake Coleman backhands the puck into a half-empty King's net and scores his team-leading 24th goal of the season to make it 2-1 to one flame. That's yeah, a good forecheck by Sharon Govich. 
Puck ends up on Huberto's stick, throws it on net. Coleman knocks the rebound home, team leading 24th. And that was 56 seconds after the Manjapani goal for the Flames' first lead of the game. Who had potentially Blake Coleman scoring 30 goals this season? That would be, if that's something, if you would have told us in October, you know, you know what this flame season is going to produce? A 30-goal season for Blake Coleman? We yeah. would have laughed in your face. There'd be like, no chance he's scoring 30. Yes. No chance he's scoring 30 goals. There's a chance he scores 30 goals because he's also out there when the uh, cage is yawning for the other team. All the time. And yeah. he can hit it from 180 feet away. Yeah, I think he's going to get to 30 here. And Blake Coleman is just having such a phenomenal season. Unfortunately, Flames could not hold that lead into the intermission. Here's Fiala, ahead to Byfield. He drops it, Kopitar shoots, is stopped, big rebound. Fiala shoots and scores. On a broken play, Kevin Fiala backhands the puck by Jacob Markstrom, and the Kings tie the game at two. Yeah, cashes that rebound. Sharon Govich, a tough one in the neutral zone. A little bit of a turnover. Then Fiala beats him back to the slot. Kings tied the game late in the second period. Into the third, tight game. Two important points on the line. Neither group wanted to give up much. Both teams had a power play. They could not score. Markstrom, solid on the chance that LA had, including this one early on. He's with that defensive zone draw and clear it out. And their leading goal getter, Moore, will shoot it in. Takes a weird hop right out in front. And Markstrom robs Fiala. The puck's still loose. They're whacking and hacking away. And the Flames finally get a whistle. What a weird bounce. That Stanchion's done that a few times lately, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Maybe. To, to his right in the defensive end? Maybe they should. Something with the Zamboni door? Get the old sander out. Oh, no. It's <laughs> happened a few times. That one didn't look so good. No. But he stopped it. Game winner. Another goal off the rush. Do get it down the ice. Dubois chasing after it. Can't catch up to it as Pelche slides it far side to Hunt. Makes a nice outlet pass to Sharon Govich, who speeds in and shoots and scores! Wicked 82 mile an hour wrist shot off the stick of Yegor Sharangovich, and it's three to two flames. Was it 82.8? I don't know, dude. Um, two teams typically very good throughout the neutral zone and defending off the rush, and every goal but the Blake Coleman goal scored off the rush. Yeah. Have we talked enough about how much just that? added responsibility since the Lindholm deal for Sharon Govich here. Obviously, it's hurt his production because being trying to be responsible in his own end, but it's it. I think it's been a challenge for him a little bit here, and it's nice to see him score a goal because the beginning of the season, when he was on the wing too, it seems like he had more opportunities, and now he's a guy that's really taking his job seriously as a centerman on this team, and it's nice to see him produce. This is third assist since the Lindholm trade and first goal since the Lindholm hey, trade. There you go. He's been skating a lot, though, right? Like, further to your point, 17 minutes a night type of deal. His plus one, his previous two games going into the game. And, and like we talked about, like it's not necessarily great work on that second Kings goal, but it, it, he got it back. It's, it's, it's a big ask by Connie and, and Huska to, to get him to, to play that position where he is right now. And I think he's done an admirable job. And it's nice to see him score that winner last night. Flames led 3-2. Backlund had an empty netter as well as the Flames win it 4-2. You're talking about those winning streaks, but is this the best that you've seen your group 
put together a stretch this season? Probably, yeah. I mean, because we're, we're doing things the right way. And it's not just one guy that's contributing. It's, Jacob's had a huge impact in it. Vladdy had a huge impact in the game in Edmonton. But there's a, it's, it's been a team game where I think we've played with pace. I think we've played hard. Um, and we've executed, which has allowed us to win these games. Look at Logo asking him the question. And Ryan Huska's like, yep. Playing their best hockey here as we're about to flip the calendar to March. It's a good time to be playing good hockey. Yep. Well, is it because it's right by the deadline? You're like, God, you're going to delete the number one pair off this team. It's fine. It's so we tough. All, like, it is, but like we all knew this was coming. It's exactly it's how we all knew this was going to go. But again, it, that, that word resiliency keeps being thrown around this team. And again, last night's another shining example of all the chat around the team. What do they do? They beat the team in front of them in the standings in regulation. And you got division rival. Two more games against the Kings before the season ends. Yeah. And they're only five points ahead of you. And so the, if somehow you manage to make up one more point yep. and you win those two games in regulation. Boom. Boom. It's that and, simple, George. And by the way, your goaltender is still playing phenomenal. And it'll be Jacob Marshall is getting nominated for the Vesna. I don't think there's any question about it. He should, especially if they get in the playoffs. Next game Saturday. It's a big one. It's the Mika Kiprasov retirement game. Flames will host the Penguins. Puck drop at 8. The ceremony is going to go at 6.20. So make sure you're making yourself plenty of room to get there early so you do not miss it. Kipper is in town. He has landed. He will be there three days off for Calgary before the game, too. You know what? This just popped into my head that what you just said about uh, him being nominated to the Vezina. This is, again, I already had a super hot Calgary take about the Oilers, how the Flames are only seven points back of the Oilers. Here's even a more hotter Calgary Flames skewed take for a lot of those diehard, like, the Flames can do no wrong fans. If Jacob Marstrom drags the Flames into the playoffs pretty much single-handedly, he's not going to get nominated for the Hart Trophy, but there should be chatter. He should finish within the top, like, six or even five for the of, hard of There's all, five guys that are better than of Markstrom. Of all years for you to go this route. Markstrom's not getting nominated for him. I'm not saying no. he's getting nominated. I don't think, you think he's going to be top six. Should be top Hella six. Bucks ahead of him. I don't know if he's When it comes to hard talk. Are you really? Yes, without a doubt. 100% Hellebuck okay, will be a finalist but ahead the Jets of. have... Doesn't matter. When you take away Hellebuck, that team's probably okay. not a playoff team. I just said it was a skewed <laughs> Calgary take. I couched it before I gave it. I'm just saying. I just think you should think more before it you It could speak. be tough for him even to get <laughs> a Vesna. It could be even tough for him to be a Vesna finalist. I built the a broadcasting career on speaking <laughs> before thinking. Just because of, like, what Demko, Hellebuck, Bobrovsky, uh, who else is up there? That's, that's pretty much it this yeah. year. Shesterkin's okay, been quiet. Vasilevsky's been quiet. Sorokin's been quiet. Yeah. Ottinger's been quiet. Saros has been I'm quiet. I'm just saying, if they get into the playoffs, it'll be on the on the on the goaltending of Jacob Markstrom, and that 100%. maybe it yeah. needs there needs to be more attention league wide based on that. If in this hypothetical situation where the Flames get into the playoffs, it's just because clearly it's, it's going to be year. McKinnon, it's going to be Kucherov, it's going to be Matthews are going to be the three guys mm-hmm. nominated for the McDavid. heart, probably. So there's your four guys, and I understand that. I'm just saying give him some love in the conversation what if about, they get into the playoffs. You can get into our Timmy Panarin if you want to start getting messy. Sure. Start getting a little greasy. Okay. All right. Uh, other games actually yesterday, there was 12 of them, so we got some work to do. Uh, the Penguins, the Flames' next opponent, they were taking on the Canucks. Start of a four-game Pacific Division roadie. For the Pens, they'll play Seattle Thursday before coming to town on Saturday. Lars Eller scored in the third, tied the game at three, sent this one to overtime. Stolen away by the Penguins. 
his own by Carlson. Double team. Got it off for Riley Smith. Cutting pass across a chance. Downfield diving some rebound. Score! Score! Aaron Carlson has won it in overtime for the black and gold. He ran out of breath there, hey? Cutting pass across a chance. Downfield diving some rebound. Score! Score! Carlson has won it in overtime for the black and gold. <laughs> He's got 10 overtime goals in his career. Only five players in NHL, only five defensemen in NHL history have as many. Do you know who the other four defensemen in NHL history with more than 10 overtime goals are? Okay. Because um, overtime? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so this is a more recent list. Mm -hmm. um, is Sergey Gonchar on that list? Nope. Okay, offensive defenseman. Too far back. Oh, really? Uh, Brent Burns, is he on that list? 16. Bingo. Oh, okay. All right. He actually leads the way. Oh, okay. So mm -hmm. uh, let me think offensive defense. Uh, is Kale McCarr is not already on that list, nope. is he? Nope. Uh, Two of them are active. Is Doughty one? Nope. But that's a good guess. Yossi? Nope. That's a good guess. Ooh. Teammate of the other guy who just got it. Oh, Latang. No. Thank you. Yeah, okay, Chris Latang. How many are we missing? You're missing two of them. One had 13 and one had 11. One of them was a Stanley Cup champion, I believe, with one of our guests coming up in the show. Niedermeyer? Thank you. Yep. And uh, you got the last one? You don't think he's very good. Uh, I don't think he's very good. Who do I, that list is so long. <laughs> Seth Jones. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I know. Seth Jones. 11 overtime goals. Seth Jones. Penguins win it 4-3. to three. Leafs hosting. Is Seth Jones making the Team USA roster at the Olympics? Uh, I would say yes. Seventh defenseman? I, he just plays on a bad team, dude. He's a pretty good player. Right. And he's really long. and. Real quick, just circle back on the Niedermeyer conversation. Mm. He's a guy who, if you look at actually his resume, is so incredible that... He is the most. I don't know if he's the he most. He did a little bit of everything, eh? Like he, he won at every. He won everything. Just the a little man bit of everything. Won everything. Yep. He's like the triple gold club times like like five. Like yeah. Memorial he, Cup, gold medal, Stanley Cup, Olympic gold, like everything. And it's like Norris. we don't talk enough about him mm -hmm. and his accomplishments. It's like oh yeah, Nieder Mario was really good. It's like move on. It's like what? The guy's like resume is like second to none. Man, those Team Canada's. So good. Well, those blue lines were absolutely <laughs> gross. Unbelievable. Yeah. Leafs host in the Knights. Leafs are looking for an eighth straight win. Knights trying to break a three-game losing skid. Pretty even game as far as the shots go, but Vegas was able to get the better chances and Burry on those chances. One-on-one. -on -one. Carlson to the middle. Riley pokes it off his stick. And Tavares gathers it for the Leafs. Marcheseau and Brisson go after Tavares. Jonathan gets it. Carlson! Score! Marcheseau to Carlson. Quick stick on a fallaway. Beat Samsonov low on the left side, and the Knights strike in the final minute of the second period, take a 3-1 lead. Yeah, Vegas would go on to win it 6-2. William Carlson's 20th goal of the season, that made it 3-1. It's the third 20-goal season for William Carlson with Vegas. Three other players have had at least three 20-goal seasons. They are Jonathan Marchessault, done six times. Yep. Max Pacioretty, three times. Yep. And Riley Smith, three Ooh. times. Also, Sheldon Keefe got tossed from this game for... I don't know, being a hothead. Yeah. Habs and Coyotes from Arizona. Coyotes looking to snap a 12-game losing streak. Just two points over those 12 games. They have 
plummeted out of the playoff race. And yesterday, more bad. Jordan Harris to center ice, feeds it ahead. Here goes Tanner Pearson getting away from O'Brien, and he scores! First goal in 14 games for Tanner Pearson. Yeah, uh, breakaways, two-on-ones, you name it. Arizona was giving it all up. Habs win 4-2. to two. Jordan Harris scored. Habs have 39 goals from defensemen. That's tied with the Flames for second in the NHL. Avalanche lead the way with 48. Avalanche, uh, playoffs and a little CanCon. We'll start with the Sens and the Preds. Uh, Predators entered action five points ahead of Calgary. Predators had also won five in a row. Quite the game for the Predators captain. 96 seconds remain in the second period. At center, now brought in Nyquist. Down the left, Yossi, he scores! Roman Yossi on the transition. And the Predators retake a two-goal lead. Yeah, uh, 3-1 after the 14th from Roman Yossi. Two goals and assist for three points. Nashville allowed no shots in the third period and won it 4-1. How does the team not generate a shot in the third period? Well, you're trailing by two. Yeah, how is that possible? You're the Ottawa Senators. It was the very first time in their franchise's history they've gone a full period without a shot. But in the third period. Yep. Down. They also lost Josh Norris again to looks like a shoulder injury. Yeah. Not good. Hey, for all all you Flames fans who like tear everything down, look at the two teams we just talked about. The Coyotes and the Senators. Six straight win for Nashville. They are uh, still five points ahead of the Flames. Blues taking on the Jets. St. Louis a point ahead of Calgary. Entering action. Blues sliding. Jets rolling. They're looking for a fourth straight win. How about this? Early in the game, captain against captain scrap. Shot by Brossois. We're going to get a fight here. Right at center ice. We're going to get Shen and Lowry just absolutely throwing haymakers. Couple of Western League boys. Shen a right hand. Lowry a big right. Shen goes down. Lowry falls on top of him. And that'll do it. Yeah, decision Lowry. Mm -hmm. For sure. And guess what? His club went on to win the game. Casperi Kapanen wheels inside the Winnipeg end. Lost the puck and Winnipeg will start back. St. Louis on a line change. Kyle Connor darts in, shoots, score! Yes, sir. Kyle Connor, 24th, comes off the rush. It's the third straight game that Kyle Connor has recorded the game winner. Only players in NHL history to score the game winner in four straight games. Newsy Lalonde. Huh. Oh, who doesn't remember that? Five times back in the 20s. Hey, how many guys walking around are named Newsy right I don't now? think there's anybody. No, Elias Pedersen's done it four times back in 23-24. And uh, Daniel Alfredson, 2006 and 2007. Can you look up uh, Newsy on uh, list for boy names in 2023? Yes. Where's Newsy? Can you find that? Jets win 4-2. They do the Flames a favor, and they take over first in the Central also. Also related to the playoffs for Calgary, Wild host in the Hurricanes. Also a point ahead of the Flames between St. Louis and Calgary. Wild led at 2-1 after a late goal in the first, but uh, Hurricanes tied it up. Come all the way back and win this thing with a power play goal in the third. Doing the Flames a favor, 3-2. The Hurricanes beat the Wild. Other notables from yesterday, Devils smoked the Sharks 7-2. It was Timo Meyer's return game. Jack Hughes had 11 shots in a three-point effort. Did he have more than the Senators yesterday? <laughs> in the team? third period, for sure. No, I think they were at like 18 or 19 oh, okay, by the time. Right. Close. Third period had rolled Close. around. Uh, Sabres and Panthers. Florida got what they needed, a 3-2 victory. They were briefly first in the NHL before the Canucks got a point later on in the evening. Uh, Bobrovsky, speaking of Vesna, has allowed two or fewer goals in nine straight games, which is a Panthers record. And how many times, like even last year, they were just getting murdered for that contract, and then all of a sudden he just snapped into it and 
pop back into being Bobrovsky. He's a strange goalie to follow, man. Yeah. He feels like sometimes he can just like plummet to the depths for no reason whatsoever. And then he'll just wake up one day and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm really good at the wind. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hold yeah. on. I'm shutting the door. Wait, I, I put my pants on with my right leg first, guys. <laughs> that, that's, that's what's changed. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, Stars and Avalanche scheduled loss for the Stars after they uh, lost in overtime the night before. Avalanche had their way with them yesterday. Nathan McKinnon scored his 35th as the Avalanche won 5-1. to one. McKinnon still has a point in every home game this year. It was home game 29 yesterday. Okay. He's getting um, there. Also, Kale McCarr has the most points by a defenseman in franchise history. Uh, Newsy? Uh, Newsy's a nickname, so I don't think there's any... Newsy Lawn's real name is Edward. Edward. <laughs> Edward okay. Cyril Lalonde. Hmm. Oh, Cyril. Yeah. How many Cyrils are named? Where's Ooh. that on the boys list from 23? Oh, that's Cyril. probably not Cyril Sneer from yeah. the Raccoons? Yes, love that show. Okay. Red Wings beat the Capitals, and uh, the Flyers beat the Lightning. There you go. Tonight, two games. Oilers host the Blues. We'll see how the Blues bounce back from their loss in Winnipeg last night. 6.30, that's on Sportsnet West. You can also watch the Blue Jackets and the Rangers. Jay, some spring training action. Yeah, we all know you're slow. You're turtle slow. Alec Manoa was a mess at spring training in his first game. Um, game wasn't on TV or on radio, but he hit three batters, a couple of hard-hit doubles. It's just his first outing in spring, though. He lasted one and two-third innings. Today, it'll be Paolo Espinal going against the Rays, and then Thursday, it'll be Jose Barrios. You can watch it at 11 o'clock on Sportsnet West today. He's going to get that fifth spot, unless he totally implodes in spring. He's going to be the fifth starter on this team. Let's see how he does. And if he can actually be that guy who was two years ago, it already makes this rotation, which is very, very good, a hell of a lot scarier. But can you trust him? I don't know. I don't know. Raptors back at it tonight. But that that was not fair tonight. They'll face the Mavs. Mm. George, GVP, what are you looking for the rest of the way? They're four games back in the last play-in spot. You know what? That game against the Pacers, GVP, Mm -hmm. you just... Like, they haven't had the chance to play Quigley, RJ, and Scotty together. Yeah. And once those guys play together, there's just a lot of chemistry out there. And just the way Scotty Barnes is distributing the basketball and playing, like, just a rebound machine, like, he's just getting all this playing time and just developing into that star we all think he's going to be, a superstar that it's going to be the linchpin mm-hmm. of the Raptors franchise. And Quigley's just a really nice piece that they have right now. I just don't know what to think of this Raptors team. Like I they're, they're they play still hard. The flames. I think they're they're likable if, if you want yeah. to compare them mm. to the Flames. Yeah. Like uh who's the Gary Trent on the Flames? Oh God. He can't uh, he, he gets really hot and then he disappears. Marjapani. Okay, that's good. That's a good comparison. Who's the Quigley? Um, Hannafin. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Okay. okay. What about Scotty Barnes? I don't know if there's a Scotty. No, <laughs> they're missing their current like, cadre. Still missing the superstar no, like, player. Who's, who, who's, <laughs> the, who's the budding superstar on the Flames? Mm, we'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I don't. <laughs> it was a little harsh. <laughs> the crickets are a little savage. <laughs> it's a little harsh. A little over the top. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Cavalry I do a took a shot the- of the Flames. Going. <laughs> hey. Yeah. yeah they're like, what is that? Hey. Why? We won yesterday. Yeah. Come on, man. 
Uh, yeah, my bad, my bad. Cavalry yesterday, Patrick, took on Orlando City. It was CONCACAF Champions Cup action. Second leg of the first round. They lost 3-0 at home in the first leg. And it, obviously a tough challenge, but they got something done. Yeah, they could have used some Tanafin because they, <laughs> they had a leaky back end. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, no, this is what was, was going to happen. They were just kind of going to go all in on it. In the end, I think he, uh, Tommy only had like two or three defenders on the pitch because it was just mm. like trying to get a goal, trying to get something. They had tons of chances. They could have opened the scoring in this one. They could have opened the scoring last week. They had chances. It's just that quality when you, they go forward is just so much better uh, than what Cavalry had. But, hey, it was all about a learning experience. Orlando moves on to play Tigres, so it's Lions and Tigers in the second oh round. My. That's pretty cool. Oh, my. Uh, Cavalry, they, uh, they'll they have a little week time off here, and then they'll head down to Mexico and get ready for uh, the CPL season. Okay. Yeah. Hitting but a very successful, very good experience. It was fun. It was, it was just cool, and they had, a, they had a little bit of support down there. And who's to say they can't do it again next season? Hell, yeah. Like This team is, is primed to win the league this year, so they could easily be back in there this whole CCC next year. Go get themselves another plate. Damn right. That, yep. or I actually, I actually want shield. the trophy. I want the trophy now. Mm, I want the cup. Yeah. Again, Tigres, not a plate? Tigres is going to beat up. Orlando. Uh, Orlando's super good. They yeah. that was a B they man they they had a lot of their B guys in there a lot of the time yesterday as well. So going forward, Orlando's a good team. That's gonna be a good matchup in the next round. Six one on aggregate. On aggregate. I was gonna say in aggregate. That's not right. No. Hitman hosts the Oil Kings for the Telus Be Brave and Bullion game at eleven AM today. Maybe your kids are heading down to the dome. Yellow maybe, buses. Maybe you're heading down to chaperone your kids. Hitmen really do need the points after losing the Lethbridge Sunday. They're three points out of the eighth and final playoff spot. We will have the call right here on Sportsnet 960 with Brad Curl and Jeff Hollick just after 11 o'clock after taking the first hour of the Merrick Show. And in AJHL action, the Canucks beat Canmore 6-1, five third-period goals for Calgary. They're fourth in the AJ, locked into a playoff spot. Question is, how high can they go? Two games left in the regular season for the Canucks. Bonneville and Lloyd Minster both a point ahead of them, and Calgary plays the last place. Grizzlies, Grizzlies, Grizzlies. Yep. In their final game of the season. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Trivia stuff, Manny the Rose Report is brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Straight ahead, before we talk to Nick Kiprios at 7.30, I want to open up the text line at 960-960. Are, are you, again, we, we asked you before, but I have to ask you again. Are you, do you have a little bit of the playoff feels? Just a little bit. Just that little butterfly in your stomach, little twinkle in your eye, little red lot vibe. Yes, about the Stanley Cup playoffs when it comes to the Calgary Flames. Nine sixty, nine sixty. Name and location. And if you want to be cynical, go ahead. Now, if you want to be, you want to be miserable on Hump Day. Fine. Nine sixty, nine sixty. But give me your feels about the Calgary Flames in a playoff spot after their fourth straight win over the L.A. Kings. Last night. We'll do that. We'll talk to Nick Kiprios, Brinkron in the studio, Ryan Getzlaff on the phone, a Dunkaroos review. Mm. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan.